Good morning. Welcome to the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. We're with you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Certainly grateful for everyone that's coming on to the show right now and certainly hope that we're able to give you um, something just to inspire you throughout this day on today. Um, I'm working on a little bit of a technical difficulty on this morning because I thought I had the ability to um, to invite my guest on here, but I'm finding a little bit of trouble trying to get her on right now. So if you guys just bear with me for a couple of minutes as I try to figure out how to get this thing to work for me, I may end up having to do, um, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Um, okay. Um, if you can, Leah, if you can invite yourself to get on, I'm going to try to do something real quick to see if I can get this thing to work for me the way that I want it to. But um, let me see. There we go. Okay. Now, if you can just invite yourself here, that way I can get you on to the show. Um, I think I got it set up the way that I wanted to. I was trying to only make it to where it's only one person who can, um, who could get in here. Good morning, good morning. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day in the name of the Lord as we work out this te technical kink. I was really hoping that, because um, I see a lot of times, um, but I'm starting to kind of formulate in my head what's going on when I see the, the invites and things going down in the um, in the DMs and stuff. And so I'm starting to kind of learn a little bit more about this Tickety Talk Nation. Um, so it may be, maybe we have to um, do this via Zoom if I can't get her to come back on this way and maybe have to come back lot come back on live in like a couple of minutes to get that set up for you guys um let me see what what seems that was what is this those are all creators okay i'll see what's going on there yep i'm learning something new about this tiktok universe um, I thought I had the ability to invite whoever I wanted to invite on here, um, but it may be I'm not able to do that the way that I want to. So. So I may have to backdoor this. You guys bear with me for one second.
So while we're waiting on, um, see if we can get this technical kink worked out, um, I am indeed, um, you know, praying my heart is heavy for those who are impacted by the, um, by the shootings that have happened in the state of Maine. I know that those people are still, um, you know, in, under active, um, lockdown as of this morning. And so our hearts, thoughts and prayers are going out to, um, the people that were affected by the, um, by the shooting and impacted by the shooting that happened up in Maine. Um, on, I believe it was two nights ago, um, and the, the shooter is still active, um, and still at large, rather, and so they're doing a, a statewide manhunt on him right now, and so our hope in, is that, you know, he is brought to justice and that the people whose lives have been affected, um, you know, can, um, can, um, can, again, be, um, uh, can be healed um, through the power of God and the power of prayer on um, today. And so, oh man, okay. Okay, so it looks like TikTok may have changed the rules on us because I knew at one point we were able to invite people regardless of how many um. Um, followers they had but it looks like they may have changed the rules on us to where you have to have at least a thousand to be a guest on the show um, so that's a technicality on my part that I did not um, that I did not know so uh, so that makes me sad because I was really looking forward to talking to Leah on this morning um, and so I'm gonna try to see if, if she does if you do have zoom Leah let me know I can send you a zoom invite and then I can just backdoor it through um, through zoom um, so that way we can still have our conversation today. Um, and if not, then we may, um, I have some stuff that we can talk about today uh, per usual. Um, but again, was really excited um, to be able to have this conversation with her on today. So um, um, let me know if you do um, have Zoom and I can send you a quick invite um, through Zoom and we can have our conversation through a back door um, that way. Okay, cool. Um, text me your email address and I'll send you a link. Um, and I'll send you a link right now so that way we can still um, have our conversation today. We just have to do it through the back door, um, and which I'm more, more than okay with. So um, text me your, um, your email address, and I'll, um, and I'll send it, and I'll get, it, get that taken care of real quick. And thank y'all so much for bearing with us on today. I thought it was going to be a quick boop, boop, and be done and ready to go. But, you know, like I said, there's technical difficulties and not knowing how things work and stuff. So um, that's on me. 
Uh, that's on me for not knowing how these things are working, but we're going to make this thing work um, in the name of the Lord because I really am looking forward to our conversation today. So, hey. Okay, I just sent it to you, um, Leah, so if you um, catch it, um, I'm getting my um, Zoom camera set up right now, so that way we can have our conversation through the back door. Um, again, give me one second to get my stuff together. Um, oh, no, where'd it go? Now, thank y'all for bearing with us, those who are watching uh, thus far again, waiting on um, her to um, get in. Okay, all right, she says she's in. So now let me get my thing set up. Give me one second. Um, where did I put it? Um, Lord have mercy. Y'all are swinging around all over the place with me. I thank y'all so much for y'all's patience today, man. Because, like like I said, I was not expecting the technical dip, the technicality to show up the way that it did. But per usual, you know, we got these, you know, we got these ways things be going. So, let me flip this camera all around. Um, flip the camera. Let me, okay. Let me... Um, do this real quick. Okay, all right. Let's flip the camera. Okay. Then, wait, there we go. Yep, yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. that and then all right all right good morning okay hey okay yes i can hear you i can hear you what's up Good morning. Good morning. So I want to apologize. Apparently, I do not know how technology works within the TikTok universe. Apparently, so <laughs> that's so me. <laughs> that's so me. Um, again, you know, I, I, they, they said, they said, TikTok said to me. This is what they said to me. 
They said, I have the power to invite anybody that I want to on the show, regardless of how many followers they have. So I assumed right. all I had to do was hit a button and they put you in the box. <laughs> but apparently, they lied to me. <laughs> so me and TikTok gonna have some words. Because <laughs> that really messed my, that messed my whole morning up. But I'm grateful nonetheless. So, um, again, thank you for, for showing up today. Thank you guys for um for holding on um as we got the technical um difficulty resolved. I want to um introduce to some, present to others. Leah is in the house on this morning with the True Gospel Morning Show. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm not gonna complain about anything. I'm not gonna complain about anything. <laughs> it's been an interesting morning thus far, apparently. But you know, to God be the glory, we're just grateful that we get this opportunity. Um, to talk with you today. Now, um, just for the viewers to know, this is my first time meeting Leah face-to-face. -face. Um, and so, you know, we've just been um, in the DMs for the past few days. Um, and, you know, and, you know, like I say, you know, it's all PC. My wife be watching. It's all PC, my lady. It's all PC, my love. I promise you. I promise you. Um, but again, um, I, um, I saw <clears throat> in one of our previous shows, uh, we were talking about... Um, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we're baptized at a certain age, but then we came to know Christ at a different age. And, um, when you chimed in, I was like, oh yeah, we, I got to get her on the show. I got to get her on the show. Like she, 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 she's speaking my language. And so I'm certainly glad to meet you. And like I said, um, before, you know, I, I'm wide open. I don't really have anything in particular that I want to talk to you about. I really just want to get to know you and your, in your story of faith and, and how you came to know Christ and um and anything that you're that's on your mind um that you want to um you know that you want to muse over today. Okay. So first of all, I want to say thank you for your show because I, it's 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 something that just gets me up in the morning because I would eat, like yeah I do watch sermons and whatnot to like while getting ready and stuff like that for school or if I like have an appointment or something, but um. It's just kind of, I would have to switch between sermons because I'm not going to say they were boring, but it it, it just they wasn't boring. feeling something I was looking for. <laughs> they are boring. So, okay. with your show, <laughs> so, with your show and, like, with all the different topics you talk about and, like, the, I would say, ununiformed, like, aspect of it, I really appreciate that. So, seriously, thank you for your show, because before I even knew you went live every day, I'm like, yes, like, he's going live, finally, like, I'm I'm about to go to school, like, yes, finally, like, something to wake me up, so... First of all, I just want to say thank you. Oh, no, thank you for watching. I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate that uh, so, so much. I really do appreciate that. So, um, t so talk to me. Um, you know, you tell tell me your story, because I, 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 my story is similar to yours in that baptized mm -hmm. at a young age, didn't know what baptism was, got mm -hmm. saved, didn't know what saved was. You know, I just assume, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to teach a Bible study, so let me right. get saved so I can teach. You know, it wasn't about Jesus. <laughs> I feel like God's leading me to preach, but I don't know nothing about this man beyond what I've been taught in trying to interpret some King James version of the Bible. Like, heaven help mm. us. And so, um, and so um, I, didn't, I didn't know the Lord um, until 2014. Um, and that mm -hmm. was after being ordained to preach in 2007. So I spent a whole seven wow. years not knowing the Lord 
Um, mm-hmm. and so talk to me about your story, like how you came, how you came to know Christ, you know, how you grew up and, and, and what finally, um, how God finally ransomed your heart, um, to, to, mm-hmm. um, to have a relationship with him. So I grew up in a Christian household, but, um, a lot of the practices, a lot, I'm gonna say a lot of my family, my family members were lukewarm. Mm. So I didn't, because watching that. And growing up with that, like, having somebody in my family, like, curse someone out and be like, oh, God knows my heart right after, I thought I could be the same way. And it didn't start with cursing. It was just more of, like, uh, just behaviors. Like, yeah, I think it was, like, in middle school, just, like, cursing teachers out and um, not really getting in trouble for it because my family members were like, yeah, like, the teacher deserved it. They talked to you this kind of way. They deserved it and stuff like that. So I would not be enabled, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really get in trouble for stuff like that because it was seen as um, not a rite of passage, but because my family members grew up in like gangs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they didn't really see it as being disrespectful. It's more of just standing up for yourself or mm-hmm. it wasn't being ungodly. It was being real. Oh, wow. So okay. so stuff like that. That's what I grew up with. Um. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on TikTok, but growing up, I did get touched inappropriately by my cousins a lot. And that led me to think that I was lesbian or I was bisexual, actually. And so just throughout middle school and my early years of high school, I just kind of associated with like being with girls and whatnot, even though I felt in my heart it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And so um, junior year in high school, I I got a boyfriend and around that time that's when I started getting closer to God and I just kind of wanted to know more about him it wasn't really just this drive or anything in me or like this fire in me but I just I was curious because I lived my during my high school years especially my freshman year um I would not even dabble in tarot cards. Like you could not tell me I wasn't a witch. You could not tell me I wasn't a light worker. You mm-hmm. could not tell me I wasn't this and that and sent from another lifetime. Oh, I was, I was out. Okay. There. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, for real. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I was out there. I was yeah. out there. And so I would do stuff like that. Like I would manifest stuff. And because it was not from God. It would be temporary. And that would lead me to try to manifest more stuff and manifest this and manifest that. But it was always temporary. So it would leave and I would have to go and try to manifest more with even more heartbreak. And so, um, I started my relationship with my boyfriend. Um, it was going well, but after six months, things just start, just God put his conviction in my heart for the stuff that we was doing, especially stuff that you're supposed to do it only in the, in, in marriage. Mm-hmm. So God started giving me the conviction. I didn't know it was conviction at the time. And, um, I started talking to my boyfriend, like, we can't do this, but I will always end up falling back into doing what was only meant for marriage with him. No matter how many times I told him, or no matter how many times I tried to say, Oh, well, you know, it's not right. It's, it, it always happened. Like I will always give in. So, um, Around that time, we broke up, and we got back together, and then we broke up, and then we got back together, and um, glory be to God, because my mom, my mom's patience, oh my gosh, if I was a mom and I saw that happening to my daughter, I'm like, okay, make up your mind, 
because it was just so much drama going on and I would come home crying and like he did this and it's over and my mom would comfort me and then like a month later we're back together mm. so <laughs> uh, like moms aren't seriously superheroes yeah trust so, I understand yeah I understand yeah <laughs> my mom and his mom had the uh, the utmost patience and um after that um after the final breakup <laughs> um I started I felt like I had lost everything because everything that I had built up by manifestation was gone and I was left with this empty void and around this time my mom did not really have because she grew up with like a uh like a, a tough love kind of mom she didn't really know what to say when I got in when I became depressed because I became depressed my junior year of high school and um I was clinically diagnosed with um manic depression and she didn't know how to handle it and so she would say things like if I came to her about it she'd be like oh what is it now or or what do you have to say or what are you crying about now and anytime I would it, it was hard to open up to people so I kind of felt like my mom was the only one I could talk to and Every time I would come to her, it's like, oh, what is it now? Oh, you're going to let this get you upset? You need to stop crying. It's not that big of a deal. Stuff like that. And so it really hurt my heart. And then over the years, like, the comments had gotten worse. And so I had felt like I was worthless. And so I was contemplating leaving this world by my own will. And um, I was crying. I read... I remember this feeling and I, oh my, I remember this like yesterday. I was on my bedroom floor crying my eyes out. And I was begging God. I'm like, God, like, please help me. Oh, this feeling came over me. It was like somebody hugged my heart Aww. and I felt yeah. him in my room. He was, he, if I felt him i can tell you a thousand percent mm -hmm. he was he was at like most right here because i'm i'm on my floor crying he was right here i knew right. a thousand a million percent yeah. he was standing right in front of me and Sheesh. it felt like a magnet was pulling my heart Ooh. in that direction uh -huh. and it was it was the best feeling oh my God. ever yeah and so after that, um, after that feeling faded, um, I had, I had this like emptiness in me again. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wanted him to come back. I'm like, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how, how dare you give me the touch and then walk away? What you mean? How dare you <laughs> touch me in my, my most secret place and now you back up? Who does that? <laughs> I did not notice at the time, but now talking about it, I know exactly why he did it because this was for a cause. And mm. after after I was left with that feeling that that void again in my heart, um, like a week or like three days later, actually, um, I I could not take it anymore, and so I called the I don't know what I'm allowed to say on TikTok, but I must just say self help the, the, hotline. the hotline, self help the, hotline, yes, yes, and. They told me like, okay, okay, you're doing good. Okay, you're taking deep breaths. Da 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 da. We're sending somebody over your house now. They sent the people over my house, and 
this was like I told you, um, I gave my life to I don't know if I told you I gave my life to him New Year's this year. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You said it was this year. You said it was this year. So New okay. Year's this year. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So um this my my loved ones were at a New Year's party and um so my mom and my sister came home because over like um Mind you, this is this when we when me and my boyfriend had our final breakup. This was the beginning of senior year, so um, my my mom and my sister and my sometimes my family members would actually like I told you like how my mom would talk to me because her mom was like a very like tough love, you know, get up and do it yourself, stuff like that. Um, so my sister would start to say the stuff that my mom said, or like oh, my wow. mom, if I had a conversation, yeah, if I had a conversation with my mom, she would tell it to my sister and my sister would just be like, wow, wow, Leah, really? And just be like wow. judging me. I was just like, oh my gosh. So I would stop telling my mom stuff. Mm. And so, mm. mm-hmm. um, during this time, my I had to leave. I was at the New Year's party with my loved ones because this was at church. So they had like a New Year's party, New Year New Year's Eve party, actually New Year's Eve party, and um, they were going to stay there until twelve o'clock and you know do all that stuff. And so I had to leave early because it was something inside of me that felt like like this wasn't right. Like everybody around me was smiling and happy and like oh when the clock when the clock hits twelve like let's do this and let's do that. And I, I, it was, I felt nothing. It, it was so dark in here. Mm. And I had to leave early because I really did not want to be around all that. I just wanted to be by myself. And so when I called, when I got home and called the self-help hotline, they're like, send me somebody over to your house. Um, is there somebody at your house right now? Do you have any pets that need to be tended to? Da, 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 da. Glory be to God for them mm-hmm. because that is a hard job. That is a hard job, and I know for self-help hotlines, it is not always successful. So, the person you're trying to help. So, thank God for them, because that that's a really that's a really hard job. Yeah. And so yeah. they were just asking me, "Do you have any pets that need to be taken care of, or anything like that? That uh, do you have any family members that could come by and something like that, or do you have like somebody we can call?" I said, "You can call my mom." Because I didn't want to leave the house without her knowing. Mm-hmm. Said, you can call my mom. And they called my mom. Mm. My mom mm. texted me, what's going on now? Mm. Why is there people coming to my house? Mm. And when her and my sister finally got to the house, and, you know, they came inside, and my mom, she, like, threw her purse on the couch. She was like, can never have fun i can never do this every time i try to go out this happens and she i started crying and i'm like what i I don't even know what to say like mom like i'm hurting and i I don't feel like i can go on anymore and she was like girl what are you talking about like you sound so stupid and i'm like i tried to mom i tried to do that to Mm. myself but i called somebody and she was like oh my god she just sat down on the couch. So about five minutes after that happened, the people from the self-help hotline came by and they told my mom 
look, she's not stable right now. That does not mean you're a bad mother. We know you tried your hardest, but she has to leave right now. Mm-hmm. So she has to go pack her clothes and we will take her somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's when it finally clicked in my mom's head that this is really bad. And so she yeah. started crying and a, a lot of that. And she just felt like she was like a, a bad mother and she did her worst. And, oh, this would never happen if she had been better and stuff like that. And while I was just packing my clothes, the people had to keep telling her, hey, like, sometimes this this stuff happens and the parents can't do anything about it. It's it's more deeper than what the parents say or anybody else say, say to them. Say, say to them? Says to them? But... <laughs> <laughs> Semantics, yeah, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> get it? But um, so yeah, during that time at the hospital, I spent a lot of time talking to God, mm. and I actually had a a bedroom with like this window that like looked out to the road, and I would just talk to God, mm-hmm. and completely unrelated. But one thing I noticed that I didn't know before because I don't drive is that when before a light turns red, I did not know people like speed up yes yes oh i'm not stopping yellow yellow doesn't mean slow down it means speed up what do you mean yes yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't i I passed the driver's test but that's not what it means to me what do you mean (laughs) yeah we are notorious on the road if you you can avoid learning how to drive don't it ain't worth it And so I would just laugh and talk to God about all of that because we weren't allowed to have phones or um, any electronics. They, mm-hmm. they had like this house phone that we took turns with and um, I would call my mom or something like that. Yeah. And um, so they just gave us books and we had like a lot of time to um, color and stuff like that and just talk to people. We had group therapy sessions, stuff like that. It was amazing. I am super, super grateful because from the stories I've heard from other patients, it was it was everything but peaceful, mm. and so I'm I'm really I really am blessed to have that experience, and um, because of that experience, I started talking to God more, and then I just because He answered me every single time, I just wanted to start reading the Bible, nice. and so I just nice. started reading the Bible, and that's when so I went to the hospital like around like 12, 1, and that's when um, I was like talking to God, and that's why I said I gave my life to Christ on New Year's um, Day, because, yeah, okay, on New Year's Eve, that's when I had that experience with God, actually, where he like hugged my heart, Mm -hmm. that was New Year's Eve, and then that's when all that stuff happened, Yeah. so it was, that's, that's when I finally like, and I thought meant giving your life to Christ was like this big like announcement or something like that. So that's why I never told anybody, hey, like I <sighs> gave my life to Christ. So mm-hmm. I, Cause I thought it was like this big announcement. Right, right. <laughs> I declare I am with the Lord. <laughs> Declaration on this day. <laughs> Gotta go give the pastor my hand and the church and the God my heart. Yes. <laughs> I declare it this day. <laughs> I am a part of the kingdom. I just have like this whole certificate. (laughs) I passed. Yes. I passed. Oh, God. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. It 
was no big announcement like god i give my life to you it was just it was just this piece of my heart like i'm done yes i'm done yes Yes. it was this moment where i just stopped fighting i'm like okay god you're with me right right Right. yeah so (laughs) yeah that's how i gave my life to christ and ever since then i've just been you know, staying in my word, reading the Bible every day, praying every day, praying as much as I can, always being in communion with God, because he's truly my best friend. And that first month after I got out of, um, first of all, when I gave my life to Christ, whoever is watching this, please note that you, sometimes you will not change certain habits immediately. Come, Girl, you better tell them. You better tell them. (laughs) <laughs> and so even though I had gave my life to Christ, um, I was still doing things of this world. I would still read the Bible, but because I wasn't with my boyfriend and I missed him, I tried to find that with another guy. Mm-hmm. And it, we wasn't even like dating or anything. It was just we had both gotten out of breakups mm-hmm. and we, we felt like we needed someone. Mm-hmm. And so... We would do that a lot. I would come home after school and um, tell my mom, hey, I'm going over to his house. And she would just think we would be like studying or something. Mm-hmm. And so I would still get, I would get that conviction, but this time stronger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. I would tell him, like, oh, no, we can't do this again. But it would be the same thing that happened with my ex. Mm-hmm. And so after, um, after like one of the last times I told him, like, I can't, I just need some time to myself. Mm-hmm. And I spent, I I took a, a break from my phone for a whole month, and wow. that was yes, okay. okay. That was as close to God as like I had ever felt in that moment. I wow. would, cause I I love pickles, so I would just I I would get a pickle. Who comes to my room, light a candle, and just eat a pickle and talk to God. And I'm like, oh, and at school, this and that happened, Lord God. And tell me why. And I would talk to him. Yeah. Like, he, like he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And and I'm so happy because looking back on everything that happened, that's what led me to being in this place right now. And sometimes God will give us such difficulties so we can see the glory of him. Sheesh. And I just need whoever's watching okay. to know that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will say, well, if God is real, then why did this happen to me? And it's mm-hmm. like, we have to see certain things as an opportunity. I can't, I can't. Somebody said either you get bitter or you get better. Oh, bars. Yes. Bars. And, Throw some fire! Throw so, some fire in the chat. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. And so I got better, and I just whatever I was going through, I would just tell God about it, and then that's where I am today. Now I just, I just got better instead of blaming everything on Him because everything that has happened has led up to me being as close with Him as I am now. Yes. Yes. God, man, that's, 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 that's good stuff. Um, it, uh, there's so much to unpack in that. And so I'm going to try to mm-hmm. work backward. Um, mm-hmm. first off, thank you for sharing your testimony. Um, you know, I'm, um, you know, grateful that you f- felt the courage to be able to share your testimony with us, um, here on the show. Um, 
you know, you had said, you had said, you know, that your mom had given you a lot of tough, tough love, um, Mm -hmm. in, in, in the way that she spoke to you and the way in the things that she said to you. Um, a lot of us in, especially in the, in the black community, but it's in all communities, it's, it's in all communities, but especially in the black community, you know, in a lot of, um, a lot of our families, we are taught to, you know, put our feelings and just stuff them, just, just, just yes. put them, just bury them deep within ourselves to keep pushing, to keep moving yes. forward, to keep doing whatever it is that we have to do. And by and large, we're seeing now, um, in, and I think, and I think, I thank the pandemic for it. I thank God for the pandemic in this regard. Cause I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a mental health counselor, mental health therapist. A lot of people have really broken out of the whole, don't talk about your feelings mold. And yes. are now we're in a place where, you know, mental health is important and that sort of thing. And I always, and I always tell a lot of my clients that you never really, you, uh, we underestimate the power of our words during our, during our younger years. Mm-hmm. Um, we underestimate, you know, the impact of a kind word, you know, somebody saying something nice to us, somebody giving us encouragement, um, someone allowing us to, you know, say what we need to say, um, and without judgment and without ridicule. And I say that because, uh, when we're growing up, we relate a lot of how we are with our parents to how God is with us. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I used to think that God was the type of God who you you had to do right and never get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because if you did wrong, he was going to throw a lightning bolt at you. Now, mind you, I ain't never been struck by no lightning. <laughs> so I don't know why I thought he was going to strike me with some lightning bolts and thunder shocks somewhere. Because he never did. But I was so deathly afraid. And it's because the relationship that I had with my mom and my, my mom, my dad, and my grandmother... Um, they, every time you did something wrong, there was always a whooping, a switch or a time mm-hmm. coming, you know, a punishment or something. And as a result of that, I thought my relationship with God was the same way. And so I couldn't relate. So my relationship with him was skewed before you, before God gave you that hug. Yeah, and that's so bomb that he gave you a hug. Like, I really, that was like, that was, I felt that. I really felt that. Like, yeah. So before God gave you that hug and revealed himself to you, what was your relationship like with him? And I mean, I remember you saying earlier that, you know, everybody, everyone that you knew had a relationship with God was kind of lukewarm. So mm-hmm. how did you relate to God prior to, you know, him giving you that hug and revealing himself to you? <laughs> Actually, exactly what you just said. Um, that's what made me actually not want to believe in him wow. because I'm like, mm. wow, okay. Because anytime I would go to a church, I di- I didn't I didn't understand what they were talking about. So all of her was condemn, 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 mm. and it was just you're going to hell if this happens and da da da. da. Mm. And it was all about that. Mm. So I'm like, why would I serve a God that did this, that, and the third? You know, all mm. that all that mm-hmm. other stuff that mm-hmm. people be saying. And mm-hmm. so that's what made me not want to worship him. That's what made me a Buddhist. I, mm-hmm. I went through actually a multitude of different religions and I was agnostic for a while mm-hmm. because I'm like, if I can serve anybody but him, then it's a good day. Wow. Because wow. I saw it as, 
okay, if he's anything like my mom, why would I? Why would I want to come for anything? Mm-hmm. So that was my relationship with him at the time. I just, yeah. I felt like, okay, wow, he's really unfair. And mm-hmm. if you do something like the least bit of wrong, then you're condemned to hell forever. I don't want to serve that. That's scary. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because I know I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And and a lot of times you because you in if you you've seen the show long enough, a lot of people mm-hmm. who come through the chat. You know, that's the position that they have is that, you know, God is an angry God. He's a mean God. He's, you know, all about condemning folk. And he does, he, you know, if he's so good, if he's so loving, if he's so kind, then why is he condemning the hell and those sort of things? And, uh, and I often, that's why y'all hit, that's why everybody hear me say this all the time. Unless you have a relationship with him, you're not really going to understand him. Um, because a lot of people have been burned. A lot of people mm-hmm. have been burned by their parents, been burned by the church, been burned mm-hmm. by, you know, different things they've heard here and there, um, different people who they interacted with who claim to be Christians, but they, they act completely opposite at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, they they relate. They don't want to relate to God. They would rather do their own thing. Um, and so it so it, it it's 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 not it's not as frustrating, at least for me, as it used to be. Um, to see people going through that struggle, um, mm-hmm. because because for me it's just like you ain't tried them yet. You just you just gotta try them. You, you ain't tried the real Jesus like you 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 know you just tried the real one like you tried the fake one. Try the real one. I promise you. I promise you. He ain't like that. But I had to grow to understand that everybody's experience with God um, is not pleasant. Everybody's mm-hmm. initial initial experience with God is not a pleasant one. And, um, right. and a lot of times when people encounter, um, encounter us Christians, um, mm-hmm. they re- they, they say things like if, they, if that's how Christians going to act, I might as well just stay in the world. I might as well just do right. my own thing. I might as well just, you know, go to another religion because at least, you know, the other religions or the gangs or the other, wherever mm-hmm. else I am, they treat me better mm-hmm. than, 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 than they're assuming God will. And so... I often say, you know, that we that we owe it to people to to show them the real Jesus. Mm. Okay, I see yes. what you did there. I see what you did there. But <laughs> the question is, do we know them? Mm-hmm. Because, like you, like you had said before, your mom only did what she knew, right? And so, w- what else would she have done? It wasn't until mm-hmm. that day, that New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, that she realized, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, maybe I have been parenting a little harsher than I ought to have. But she only knew what she knew. And so mm-hmm. even though, yeah, we wish that mom would have been better, just like I wish my stepdad would have been better, wish my biological dad would have been better, you know, they did the best they could with where they were. And that's why mm-hmm. we can have the compassion for them like Christ had a compassion for us. And you mm-hmm. like, you know, I forgive you for what you did. It still hurt like a mug, but I forgive you for it. But, you know, when people do, they only do the best they can with where they are. You know, we, it, it, it's, it's, it's sad to see the lasting effect that it can have. Cause God mm-hmm. really had to enter that space with you. He, he really had to enter that space and he had to enter that space in a way where you knew it was him. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine had 
so for example, you know how they um they have some churches still do watch night services on New Year's Eve. Like we're gonna go to yes. church and we're gonna celebrate, you know, the Lord until midnight. Then we're gonna have um breakfast. We're gonna have, we're gonna eat some grits, eggs, <laughs> sausage, some orange juice that's cheap, <laughs> not the good stuff. We're gonna get the cheap stuff. Um, and so they and so um you know they would have the watch night services and everything, um and you know. In, in in that space, um, oh, I, I, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? What was I saying? What's, <laughs> what's the last thing I said? I said tough love. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. What what did I, I bring watch night about... up for? What did I bring watch night up for? Oh, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You God had to encounter you a specific way, a specific way, so that you knew mm-hmm. it was Him. Because I can imagine if you had gone to watch night service. For example, that New Year's night, and you got that mm-hmm. same fire and brimstone sermon that you have been getting your whole life. You and God would not have been relating to each other that night. Like you know what, bump wow. up, right? Because again, that's the same stuff you've been hearing this whole time. Mm-hmm. God had to meet you, and that when you when you said that everything that everything had to happen the way that it had to happen in order for your relationship to be where it is, that night had to happen. Because mm-hmm. that was the that was the way that God was going to encounter you. That in, is like the um the experience that Paul had when he was on the road to Damascus. Right. God had to knock him off of the high horse, literally, mm-hmm. and blind his eyes, so that way mm-hmm. he would know I am the Lord. You can imagine if he had gone to the synagogue and somebody was talking about Jesus that day. He was like, "Nah, bro, what the swords at? You talking about Jesus?" <laughs> We're going to roll up on some people. What you mean? Talk about Jesus. But no, nah, Jesus had to knock him off his horse literally and blind his eyes and tell him, why are you persecuting me? And mm-hmm. in that, that was the encounter that he knew. This is, this is Jesus. This, this is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so in that same, in that same vein, we all have an encounter with the Lord that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is him. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, so that, so it had to happen so that you knew it was the Lord, because again, we could have, we could have heard plethora of sermons that night, could have heard a plethora from a plethora of people, but it would have been the kind of the same formulaic. I mean, unless God, like God could have did what he wanted to do. I ain't going to, let me not, let me, mm-hmm. let me tell let me, God could do whatever he want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, Jesus. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you what you do. I'm just trying to tell you what to do. But, uh, but I, but I'm, I am convinced that God had to do it the way He did it, so that you knew it was Him. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, and, and again, because of the the way in which you were brought up, much like with me and the way that I was brought up, He had to do something mm-hmm. out of the ordinary in order for you to see the difference between how we had been relating to Him and how we ought to relate to Him. Mm-hmm. Because for most of us, we want, we, we again, fire and brimstone. That, that's what, that's all we know. It's just God going to strike me down. God going to strike me down. And then we look around and it's like, well, he ain't struck me down yet. So might as well keep doing what I'm doing. And it's like, <laughs> that's like, that's not how God operates. Like he ain't right. throwing no thunderbolts. Like he, and so again, um, that's the, the type the nature and the character relationship that he, um, that he has with us. And I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> you are not rambling. You are saying exactly what I was thinking, but that I couldn't put into words, especially like with the Paul part. 
because mm. during my time, like with the tarot cards and uh, the manifestation books and going to these crystal shops and stores mm. and stuff like that, I would. It's so. I'm not even gonna be. I'm not even gonna say you would be amazed because it's so crazy how many like posts are dedicated to like um how Christians are in this little bubble and it's like these like pictures of like oh Christians being sad in this little jar while us the act like it it's like this oh we're higher than you kind of thing and yeah. I would it's it's so crazy because I would go out of my way to literally tell Christians that they are believing in nothing or or if he is real then he's so mean and and that makes you mean and da 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 mm-hmm. and it's like I will go out my way out of my way to do that even when somebody told me like no he loves you I'm like I don't love him like mm-hmm. that that was that was the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like why does somebody love me so much and I don't even know them. It must be fake. Mm-hmm. But when you experience the love of God, right you know that that it's genuine love that runs forever. Right. 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 And I think that's part that that's the the heartbreaking part for us, because we know the the love of God. We we know the love mm-hmm. of God. We know it, 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 it's 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 a it's a weird it's weird. We know that there are people that are gonna reject him, without mm-hmm. a doubt. There are people that are gonna be just like outright. I don't care what you say. You tell me he's you know he's the greatest thing that ever happened. He's not the greatest thing for me. And so there are going to be people that are going to reject him, but it's so, but it's still heartbreaking for us to know that you know peace is available, love is available, joy mm-hmm. is available in abundant right. supply. But because what for whatever reason, you know, people have a line. Said this yesterday during the show, not yesterday, Tuesday during the show. When people have aligned themselves for one thing, they are aligning themselves against the opposite of that thing. And so when people decide Mm -hmm. that they're going to either, you know, add on to what they have um, with God or they're just going to denounce God altogether and go toward the other things, they are aligning themselves against him. And because of that position, it's almost like a mandatory thing that they have to be against God. I, I can't right. be for God because I'm with this thing. I can't be for God because I'm doing the sage or I can't be for God because I'm doing the crystals. I can't be for God because I'm for this, that, and the third. And so they can begin to build this lifestyle that aligns themselves against Christians mm-hmm. and, and basically regurgitating the same things that they've heard other people say, especially in the TikTok universe we live in now. Like, you know, a lot yes. of our influencers, a lot of the people that got these big followings, like they're, ba- the, you know, they're, they're basically the new gurus of this age. Um, right. Like we talked about, like, like it says in Matthew 24, they have these people, these false Christs that have lifted themselves up and said, I'm the chosen one. Follow me and pay me $9.99 a month <laughs> <laughs> and you can have the secrets. <laughs> you know, it's like, bruh. Okay, and and people are flocking though. Right. People are flocking, you know. And that's right. you know, if you if you if you want if you want freedom, if you want joy, if you want peace, pay me nine ninety nine plus shipping, and I promise you, plus shipping, <laughs> I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And so, um, yeah. And so, as a result, you know, they 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 regurgitate the same lines that that have been regurgitated since the dawn of time, and as a result, they mm-hmm. align themselves against us, and that's why we see what we see 
um, you know, in, in the chat boxes and what we see, you know, um, yes. per, uh, perpetuated throughout, um, you know, throughout the world. And so again, it, 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 it makes sense. And it just, it hurts because like we said, because we know them. Yes. It hurts to see, yes. you know, that, you know, we, we want, we want y'all to, to come in. We want y'all to be a part of it, but y'all are so aligned against him that you're willing to, you know, to, to demean, to hurt, to belittle. And that's why, you know, as I'm saying that, we Christians do the same thing to them sometimes. Which is why it's like, yo, we, we keep clashing and we, mm-hmm. we ain't showing the love, man. Where's the love at? Mm-hmm. What's the love at? And that's what, like, God had to open my eyes to. Because even when I, like, when I first had, like, gotten that fire, and I actually did not want to do the things of this world anymore, I had that religious type spirit where I would just want to, you going to hell, you going to hell, oh, you're doing that, hell too, like, stuff like that, and then God, after a while, he had to be like, he had to, like, snap his fingers on my face and be like, what about you, like, what, what are you, what happened to you, where did I bring you from, where you Mm. never thought you were going to know me in your entire life, Mm. and yet you're doing this to these people, Mm. to my creation, Mm -hmm. you're talking to my creation like this, yeah, yeah, and he had to really wake me up, and that was, that was about, four months ago and now I'm just I'm like John I'm, I'm just this like loving person I just I just need like I, I I make sure I like equip myself with the arm of God daily but especially with like his love and his patience daily that's something I pray about like at least I'm gonna say at least three times a day in the morning in the afternoon at night because I want to always I want him to always lead me where I go and with whatever I say, like I make sure I pray that he leads my words and guards my words as well, mm-hmm. and that he leads my steps and guards my steps as well. Yeah. And it's just been I, I love when anybody like tells me like, hey, like that's different. Like I usually hear from Christians like, oh, like I'm immediately going to hell, but that's different, and it makes me happy because like, yeah, like you you are so easily offered peace right now mm. peace that you do not have to fight for come on now and i love you and i care about you mm. because i know not only i know where i was at before but i know god can use anybody yes. and I, I love people and i care about them and i ask god to have me because at first before i was like praying like oh please leave my steps and stuff like that i would literally just see people and be like yeah like they're not gonna make it mm-hmm. and i thought that was godly i mm-hmm. thought that was godly judgment i thought mm-hmm. that was righteous for like enough for me and for him and yeah. so I, I i prayed and i asked god to have me see people the way he 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 sees them mm-hmm. and ever since i prayed that prayer four months ago wow. oh my, i've had this deep love for people and I love like I'm I'm able to if I'm about to say something God is like nope not yet not yet he says it so gently he's like not yet Aaliyah I'm like okay okay I'm gonna let him talk I'm gonna let him talk Mm -hmm. and it's just been that for four months straight ever since I prayed that prayer because he's just so good I I can't like like put into words how good he is because I've, I've just had this patience that I have never had with people and mm-hmm. I, and when they say something I don't get mad I'm just like oh okay yeah. okay God please work through them okay I, I see what's happened that's how I used to be Lord God 
please work through them mm-hmm. and i just leave it at that yeah yeah oh that's 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 good stuff man i had um before 2014 i had that same judgmental spirit with people mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you going to hell, you going to hell, and people would always <laughs> put me in these youth, make me youth leaders and youth pastors and youth mm-hmm. teachers and all that stuff, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just burning them to at the stake. I'm just this this twenty mm-hmm. some year, year old whippersnapper, you know, in the in the in the thing. yeah yeah. I'll play that. I don't know nothing about you know. I've I've been I've been sheltered my whole life. Okay, when it comes to my relationship with Jesus, and so I don't know nothing about the hard knocks of life. When it comes mm-hmm. to trying to have a walk with this man, because again, I'm being in the church the whole life, you know, trying to be, you know, my granddaddy who's a pastor and all this other type of stuff. And so I'm just straight, just, just ramming on folks. Like, you know, you going to hell, you doing wrong, you need to do better. And these kids hate me at this church that I'm at. They, they hate, they can't stand, I almost cussed, they can't stand me, okay? They can't stand my, you know what? Like, they, these jokers can't wait to get out of my class because they like, I hate, mm-hmm. I hate him. And so, um, it's like for real, like these jokers, I, and, and God bless them, they, they hated my guts because I was always telling them, you ain't doing right, you doing wrong, you doing this, you doing that. Cause they could stand, I mean, I was, they, they, they could stand me, boy. They were like, I can't wait to get up out of this class because this joke is getting on my last nerve. So, 2014 happens, and, um, you know, and I, and, and long, long story short, um, mm-hmm. I, um, I had people pleasing issues that God has been working with me on until, um, it still works with me on it today, but I really resolved of the major bulk of it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it all, but every, but I've been having people pleasing issues my whole life. And one of those instances of it really coming to a head was in 2014 when, um, you know, this, uh, you know, I'm married, got two, got two kids and, you know, this lady at work, you know, she said the right thing at the right time, the right season, and it and it tickled my fancy. We didn't do anything, mm-hmm. thank God, but, you know, I'm all up in the DMs, you know, being inappropriate, all that type of stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at some point, I'm asking myself, because I'm trying to figure out why am I falling in love, and I'm whole married. That, so, mm-hmm. me, I go and I talk to my wife, and I tell her, like, listen, I don't know what's going on i feel like i done fell in love with this lady and you know i i feel like i need a few days to be off by myself do my own thing or whatever so i can figure out what i want and so i go mm-hmm. off go to my parents house for a few days um and i get my mind right and i'm like i want my marriage i want to fight for my marriage i want to be here um mm-hmm. and so about two weeks after that my, my um so i so let me back up a month prior mm-hmm. to that I had bought a book called The Explicit Gospel. Matter of fact, um, it's on my bookshelf. I'll show it to you in a little bit. Um, but I got this book called The Explicit Gospel, and I just sat it down. I ain't pick it up. I ain't read it. You know, I was, you know, oh, this is interesting. Never picked it up. Picked it up about two weeks after that um, that that whole situation with, with wife going off and then coming back home. And mm-hmm. when I tell you that was the first time I'd ever heard the gospel. I've been preaching for seven years, but no, hold on, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, been preaching for 10 years at this point, mm-hmm. been, been in church since I was four, wow. been in the choir, been on the junior ushers, junior deacons, junior, whatever they had, junior, that was me, I was in it, because they put me in it, you know, they're they going to make sure 
I'm getting everything. And again, I know, I know, I know the Lord and y'all all going to hell. It's the first time mm-hmm. I had ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and what it really is and what it does. Like it, and it, and it convicted me in such a way to that the next time, once I finally understood what it was, the next time I was in one of those, um, one of those youth Bible studies, I apologized to every last one of those kids. I was like, yeah. I did not know. I, I yeah. didn't know. And I feel so bad because like, I've been, ram- I've been ramming y'all up against the wall. Like you, you going to hell, you going to die. You know, you're doing this, private sex, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all all going to hell. And now I'm, con- I'm convinced. I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have told y'all that. Because let me tell you about me. I done made some mistakes. I done messed up. I done did wrong. Just right. three weeks ago, I almost lost my marriage, you know, because I'm over here wilding, mm-hmm. you know, up over somebody DMs. Like, you know, I got to. And so I said, I so I thank God, you know, that he w- was patient with me. And if he could be patient with me and I'm 20 something years in, you know, I know he could be patient with y'all. And you talk about it, tra- it changed them completely. That I wow. went from being the one that they hated to the one they couldn't wait to get to when it came to teaching Bible study in Sunday school because the, the compassion that God had for me is the same compassion that I shared with them. And once they knew God had compassion for them, now I, I will admit, some of them were like, oh, okay, so I'm for the wild out. I'm like, please don't do that. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. God is patient, but don't be, don't be wilding, Okay. Rain it in just a little bit. Have a little bit of compassion. Okay? But God forgives. And so, you know, I, mm-hmm. just don't cheapen his grace. They, they, of course, they don't understand anything about cheapen grace okay. and all that kind of stuff. So they just do whatever. And I was like, hey, you know, I ain't got to have a hell to put you in. I'm just teaching this lesson. And I'm going to let you know, mm-hmm. you know, God loves you and wants a relationship with you. Um, but, um, but no, but it made such a difference. And I think that's where a lot of our um our um compassion is where compassion is lacking in a lot of mm-hmm. our churches because we want in in mm, I don't know whether it's because we feel so guilty for the things that we've done that we now want to run ramshod over all sin in a mm-hmm. way to try to absolve ourselves. It's like I gotta make up for all the sin that I committed. So yes. I'm gonna kill sin wherever I see it. Wherever I find it, I'm going to destroy it. And as a result, we don't realize that we're even in, in our pursuit of hating sin, we're actually hating the people. Mm-hmm. And that's why they don't want anything to do with God. Because in mm-hmm. hating them, they're like, well, shoot, you know, what chance is there for me if all if 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 if, if, if I think wrong, I'm going to hell according to y'all's Bible. Right. So I might as well just stay out here. Because if, if, if that's how it's going to be. And so... <clears throat> It really takes having been having the having the patience that God has had with us when we can mm-hmm. really understand how patient he was with us. It allows us to be patient with others because yes, everybody's got to everybody's got to go through whatever they got to go through to get to the cross, to get to Jesus. And exactly. if he was patient with us, patient with me, because, again, 2014, thank God that happened. You know, but 2014 was just one of several instances before God finally knocked me on my horse and was mm-hmm. like, okay, so now we're going to deliver you. you know, we we going to save you. Now we got to deliver you. And so, but in that space, God was still patient with me for another six and six. 
Okay, okay, I see the sevens, God. I see the sevens. I see them. Okay, 2007 to 2014. 2014 to 2021. I see what you did there. Okay. We here. So, you know, God, but God had to take me through that in order for me to have Mm -hmm. a deeper relationship with him. And so, you know, and so again, it helps us to be able to be patient with others because he's been patient with us. Mm Mm-hmm. You you wear that perfectly. I mean... He's so good. I can't, I cannot <laughs> say that enough. Like you can ask my friends. I, oh my gosh, I cannot say that enough. He, he is so good. Yeah. And you, you basically covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I think there was something else you had said on. So, um, pivoting, you had said that, you know, you had been touched inappropriately mm-hmm. and that began that shaped the narrative of your mm-hmm. identity. Yes. Um can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so this happened from I'm gonna say since I was like five to ten, mm-hmm. and it was by male cousins. So that's why I thought like, oh, like all men are this and all men are that. And when I was in the world, I was one of those feminists that just hated all men. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I just lived my life like that. Like I would, I would be that person who would repost these posts on Instagram. That's like, oh, all men are liars Mm. and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure that's a Bible verse, but that's taken out of context because I did see that on Pinterest the other day that all men are liars or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, in the comments, see? thank God see? everybody. <laughs> yes, like, thank God everybody was in the comments like, this is, like, terribly taken out of context because mm-hmm. somebody was like, oh, even the Bible says men are liars. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> they're like, let's not do that. Let's not do that, please. That's not what please, it's trying to say. Not. I was was just always like that and um, even when uh, I grew up to be in middle school and it's like 8th grade year I had finally told my mom about it and um, she had I forgot who she told basically she was like oh well we need to get you like to talk to somebody about it I'm like okay I didn't know what that meant but okay we did it and I went to this place that's like FBI type place. I don't know where she got this. Moms are so funny because they're so their their mind is is so. They interesting. work for the FBI. What you mean? Of course, and my, like my FBI work for the CIA. And they took me. Yeah, and they took me to this room with like all these cameras and whatnot, like like a camera right here, a camera right here, a voice recorder right here, a camera right here, oh camera God. in the corner on the ceiling. And they and the woman was just like, so tell me what happened in detail. And she had like pulled out this clipboard, and I started telling her, and she asked me questions. And even when like I started getting like extremely uncomfortable and extremely triggered, she just stone faced. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what happened? Mm. Okay, I don't get that. Can you explain it again? Mm. And I was like, I'm never going through this again. Like if Thanks. something ever happens again, I'm I'm never going through this again. Because wow. she was just so stone faced, and like she saw she saw that like my body was shaking and like oh, I started wow. to tear up and like I started to like hold my own hand like really tightly and she's just mm-hmm. 
okay, I don't understand. Can you explain that in deeper like detail? Because I'm not, I'm not getting it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, never again. Mm-mm-mm. So um, after that, um, basically nothing happened because they said, well, you know, since it was so long ago. We can't do anything about it. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, I, I just went through, through this whole thing. God. Yes. Oh, Dude. my gosh. And, like, it, it was just so crazy because I'm, at the time, like, I used to spend um, the night over my cousin's house every weekend. It was me, my sister, and my other sister because she was going through some tough times, so she had to move in with them. But, whew, mm-hmm. if you know anything about, like, long, I'm not even going to say where I live, but, like, in some neighborhoods, they got, like, these these big, fancy houses. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, like, space enough for my sister and her kids, my nephews that were, like, growing at the time. So it was it was more than enough space. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, me and my other sister would just come over and spend the night every weekend. My sister would come get us from my cousin's house, and we would just spend the night every single weekend. As soon as we got out of school. We, we over at their house every single weekend every friday our bags are packed all right bye I love you mom every every single weekend so um that would just happen a lot where my cousins would do that and so i got really close to my aunt at the time and so fast forward to when i had gave like my statement to the stone-faced lady <laughs> uh, yeah. and she, she, this is, this is not that, SVU, um, apparently. You know, where they want to yeah. do the tissues and hugs and all that. But, like, I got you, Mariska. <laughs> I got you. I got you, Detective Benson. I got you. <laughs> this is not that. Jeez. Watch a show every and now and so, then. <laughs> and so, my mom, she was basically like, she said, um, I'm a... For the sake of the story, I'm gonna call my my aunt Aunt Bob. Okay. <laughs> she was like, aunt Bob. she yes. she told she got off the phone and she was like, Aunt Bob is mad at you because she says you're accusing her son of something she didn't do. I said, okay. <sighs> Why? And mind you, this, this yeah, exact. My mom. I don't know what it is, but my mom just like shares everything that happens with me, and I'm like, that yeah, is. Gosh, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a res- I'm a let you tell you story and I'm a, I'm a, I deserve a comments, man. Go ahead. Mm. I said, um, because if, if if I'm scared of something, then yeah, my mom will like try to um basically be like, like oh it's okay, because after that um like she 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 did have her moments where she saw that I was scared and she was like oh it's okay, like, we're gonna get through this da 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 da. But if I was confident. Mm-hmm. She would just be like, "Don't do that!" Like she would try to like knock me off that high horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if if I wasn't scared, then something was going wrong in right. her mind. Right. So um, I was like, I just didn't care. She was like, "Um, Bobby is mad because she says you're accusing her son of something he didn't do and would never do to anybody." Da da da. And I was like, "Okay," because this is after I got home from school. So I'm like, "Okay, I'm about to head up the steps to go to my room." And she was like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "What?" But why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just what it was like. I just um after that moment I just didn't ever talk to my cousins anymore. Um I didn't talk to my aunt anymore. It it was just I just hated all men, like with a passion, because I'm like None of y'all, because that's that's what I was exposed to early on in my life. Like mm. my brothers were extremely mean. They were extremely 
like mentally abusive and so okay already didn't like them little little me did not like them off the bat mm-hmm. and um just with my uncles just being uncomfortable with them because like they just like they're just very touchy and stuff like mm-hmm. that i already just didn't like that and then my cousins like it was like okay all men are like this what the heck mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's like that's what i kind of just had this this thought in my head like God, if you are real, why did you create these creatures? Like, yeah. what, what are they? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that logic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking to hear the lack of compassion that has been shown to you over the years. You know, it's, and, and it, and it makes all the more sense why God showed up the way he did for you mm-hmm. because that's what the little girl in you have need has needed this entire time. Mm-hmm. A hug, a hug that you felt in your heart, you know? Right. And, you know, in the spaces where you've been, where you've been your most vulnerable, the grownups in the room didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, doing the best they can with where they are, I guess, you know, but at the same time, the little girl in you, the little Leah in you needed that hug from them. Mm-hmm. And I thank God that you, that, that he encouraged your heart and gave you the strength to keep going mm-hmm. because that's an incredibly difficult space to navigate for anybody. When you're told to ignore your feelings, you're told that what happened to you didn't happen to you. When you're telling your story to somebody, there's not an ounce of compassion in their heart or from what they're from their stone cold Steve Austin face. Um, I'm just saying, you know, God, doll, right? (laughs) Um, You know, I'm scared. I'm surprised The Rock didn't show up, you know? Um, you know, and, 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 and again, in all these different spaces that your, 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 your privacy wasn't protected, you know, everybody and their grandma know what, you know, what you're, what y'all there to do and what's going on mm-hmm. and all that. And then it's turned around on you, your auntie's mad mm-hmm. at you because you told like time and again, <laughs> your Like you know, they every in every place, in every spot. Like your 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 trust was broken. Your um your 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 um feelings were neglected. They were denied, and it's the it's a wonder that you've that you manufactured the 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 lens through which you were living in the world. And that, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's why I tell people, especially in therapy, I tell people all the time, you know, we are taught at a young age and, you know, this is, this is, um, I'm finna, I'm finna go in my therapy bag for a minute. This is, um, you know, what complex, what complex PTSD is all about. And I, mm-hmm. and, and everybody has it. Like this is, if, if anybody has a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. If there's a one diagnosis that everybody has, everybody's got complex PTSD. Every mm-hmm. last one of us. Because what it simply is, is 
we are taught at an early age how to be. And then we go about living our lives that way. Mm -hmm. At some point, the way that we've been taught to live no longer works. And it throws us into crisis. And we got to go all the way back to childhood to figure out how did this come to be? Mm-hmm. That's why I love. That's why I love doing therapy because everybody got the same problem. But it also makes therapy <laughs> so boring because everybody's got the same problem. And so I'm just doing. Right. I'm doing the same formula for everybody. I be trying to tell people. I wish I found something interesting to talk about, but everybody got the same problem now that requires the same solution. So I don't know. I just everybody's getting a group. Everybody a group of eighty, and I'm gonna give y'all the same. <laughs> but I digress. The point is, um, you learn. You learned at an early age that you couldn't trust people with your feelings. Mm -hmm. You couldn't trust them with your thoughts. You couldn't trust them, you know, um, man or woman with you. Mm -hmm. And so as you get with your boyfriend, um, the one that you, that you were on again, off again, on again, off again with, Mm -hmm. he became one of the first, if not the only for a while places where you probably felt seen yes and that's why it was so on again and off again because i'm like he is the only one who does not judge me or who does not shame me for the stuff that that i have been through or the stuff that i cannot control like even with because i when i have finally gotten comfortable with if somebody asked me like hey like because my my mom and dad used to argue a lot and it, it used to most of the time, most of the time, get physical, mm. and so I would hate the sound of yelling, no matter oh, whether it was good wow. or bad. I would, I would hate if somebody was laughing too loud next to me, because I'm like, stop! Like I think somebody's about to like be attacked because of what you're doing. Like I will start freaking out. Yeah. And so, and it, like when I had finally gotten comfortable, like after a few years of being like, because um, this started in like middle school. So anytime, like in my early high school years, like ninth, tenth grade somebody was like, okay, well, why don't you like that? And I would just, okay, Leah, it's the truth. Don't lie. I would just say it in my head. And I'm like, okay, I have PTSD. Mm. And then somebody would be like, what, did you fight in Nam? I don't know if you know this, but that is... (laughs) You just want to outline them, Kevin Hart. (laughs) Lord! Oh, that, oh that's, that, that's that's so annoying. Oh, that's so annoying. Yes, so annoying. and and that's like Jesus. a phrase. Like that's such a like a a common phrase nowadays. It's such a common joke. And somebody is like, yeah. Oh, oh, you got PTSD. What? What? Did you fight in Nam? Okay, then you don't got it or something like that. Lord, and it's it's just become such a meme today. Like it's I don't know if you like see it floating around the internet or whatnot, but like it's like a meme reaction where it goes from like a guy smiling to a guy in war, and it's like that's not that's funny. Not He's funny. It's, it's a picture of like a guy that's shell shocked, and I'm like that's not funny. Right. It's it's not funny at all, and like he'll be deemed as like oh like too soft or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 9th, 10th grade, I just stopped telling people. I just stopped yeah. telling people, hey, I don't like that because I have PTSD. I would just go to the bathroom, freak out, have mm-hmm. a breakdown, cry, mm-hmm. make sure my eyes weren't red before I went back to class, mm-hmm. just come back and do my work. Yeah. Because I, I did not want to tell anybody because everybody thought having PTSD meant you fought in the war and you lost a leg and then now your wife is somewhere else. It, it's like, right. no. Right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Gosh almighty. So it's like you, so you go your whole childhood not having anybody to really talk to about the issues except this one guy. 
And yes. because this one guy is so accepting and accommodating, that's like what you had said before. You didn't want to do the other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that came along with the relationship, but there was such a comfort there. There was such yeah. a, um, a, a peace that you had at the time that was there. And that's one of the many traps that the enemy uses to yes, get us to fall sure. to fall to fall for um to fall for the okie doke because whatever it is that we worship it's always going to cost us more than we ever than we can ever imagine but be- yes. because you were in such a desperate need for peace and understandably so understandably so like come on mm-hmm. like you know he was the one place where you could be yourself be you mm-hmm. and not be judged not be ridiculed not be ostracized and because of that you even even with the reluctance were willing to give him whatever he whatever he asked for you know in the relationship because he gave you what you needed mm-hmm. he gave you what you were looking for that proverbial hug that you got from god you were getting from him and, mm-hmm. and for a lot of us as christians you know we will sometimes fall in that same trap i was just i was just talking to somebody in therapy yesterday and i told him I told him because he he cheated on his wife with another woman, and I told him um he like they had been cheating for us like they, they would get it in, mm-hmm. like they would get it bad, and I was like like to hear him, wow, um but but it didn't start it didn't start there. I said I said because he was like I told my wife that you know I was feeling neglected, I was feeling like I couldn't be you know couldn't get you know any time of time with her that sort of thing. And so, and I said, and this one woman came along and she asked you, how's your heart? And that, then that messed you up, didn't it? He was like, yes, that's exactly what happened. She asked me how my heart was and it messed me up, man. And I, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to do it with her, but she saw my heart and I've been wanting that from my wife for years and she never gave it to me. So when this one woman mm-hmm. said, she saw me, she saw me, I said, mm-hmm. yeah, she saw you. And when you're being neglected by so many people in your life, is mm-hmm. not just you know on um, on on a um, on a relationship level, but on a friend level, on a family level, on a work level, when somebody finally sees you, it mm-hmm. has the, that that has so much power, the power of being seen. That's oh my god, thank you God. That's why you know being seen by God is mm-hmm. one of the most powerful experiences that we can have. To know that mm-hmm. we are known by the Almighty God, you know. Right. People talk about you know God's omniscience, you know that he that he's all knowing, but they only mm-hmm. look at it from a place of history, like he knows yeah, from beginning to end. He knows you know what what happened the first day of Earth when he said let there be, all the way to Judgment Day and beyond. Like he knows everything in that way, but mm-hmm. the knowledge that God has of us is deeper than just a a knowledge of, of, of events. He actually right. knows how we think. He knows right. how we feel. He knows, you know, our proclivities. He knows our joys. He knows our triumphs. He knows us like we're supposed to know our spouses. Like right. I know, like I, I think, I don't know if you heard my story, heard, heard this story before, but my wife knows me so well that one day she went and put on two different pairs of shoes, one on the left foot, one on the right foot. She came to me and said, I know what you're going to pick, but I want you, but I want you, I want to know which shoe you think that I should wear today. And I said, left foot. She said, I knew you were going to say that. That's God. 
That's God. He knows yes. us so well that he knows what we're going to do, but not just because mm-hmm. he read the book. He knows us on an intimate level. When we can embrace that, right. when we know that he knows us, because that's all, that, for, 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 for most of us, that's all we're looking for, for someone mm-hmm. to validate our right. existence, to validate us, to, to let us know that we matter. And God said from the foundation of the world, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. When we can embrace that, like it makes it easier to be able to say, thank you for seeing me, you know, person, mm-hmm. but that's all that this is. We, I, I, I'm not diving deeper into it. It felt good to be seen. I ain't gonna lie. Thank you for noticing the brother. But that's as far as it's gonna go. We ain't going no further than that. Because if it go further than that, then I'm going into a place I don't need to be going in. God help mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so I don't do nothing stupid. And so, mm-hmm. but, but again, that comes from after years of not feeling seen or not feeling heard or not feeling validated. That's a very vulnerable spot for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and many of us don't know. Okay, okay. Let me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my thought right. Many of us are too immature to handle the vulnerability of others. We are too immature to handle a person's vulnerability. Where mm-hmm. we will find ourselves taking advantage of a person's um, vulnerability for our own gain. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening in your relationship. Now, mind you, again, you know, you weren't following the Lord. You, 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 had, you were following him, but you didn't know him. And mm-hmm. boyfriend, we don't know what his relationship status was with the Lord at the time either. And so you did the best you were with where you were. And then with mm-hmm. teenagers, you know, we not here to be like, I'm, I'm here for the Lord. Like, you know, come on. But, mm-hmm. um, but in that space, he didn't know how to handle your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. He just knew y'all liked each other a whole lot and both of y'all are cute and, you know, and things happen with cute people when we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just was what it was. It's so funny that you say that because... I would be like, hey, like, God, I don't, I don't want to do this today, da 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 But then once I got, but here, oh, my, wow, thank you, Lord. Because when you were just talking about, like, a few a few moments ago with, um, how, what word did you use? Basically, like, I would say, like, hey, God, like, I'm done doing this with my ex-boyfriend, da 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 because it doesn't make me feel good. But then my mom one day would like call me a name or something and then she'll get mad at me and she'll go out of her way to make sure I know that she's mad at me and then boom as soon as I get to school I'm mom can I go over such and such house and she was like yeah sure whatever and then I would go over his house and I would just need to feel that comfort and I would just just be like like, god like this is the last time but like I was just so mad I did not know like what to do and he was the one who gave me that comfort like it, it was yeah, I, I was barely home when I was dating him because I, I would come home. My mom is, why didn't she do the dishes? Or she would like call me a neighbor or something. And I would mm-hmm. tell her like, hey, please don't call me that. And she was like, why? Because you are such and such and just stuff oh. like that. And it just got so bad where I was like barely home when I was dating him because his family treated me better than my own family. Yep. Even though yep. they were like, 
they were like cursing up a storm and whatnot. It didn't matter because they still treated me like how I felt like I need I should have been treated by my own mother. Yeah. And that yeah. I, I would I would go over to his house and his mom would be, Hey baby, oh you look so pretty, da 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 mm-hmm. and it's like I would wanna be with them more and that would make my mom even more mad and that yeah. would have her cause me cause herself to call me more names and whatnot. Wow. And it's like the, the cycle. Yes. And so that's why anytime we broke up or like I was having like a hard time, like just trying to like heal from him and get over him and stuff like that. Because we we broke up like because of it was this girl that entered the picture and basically she she spent like a lot of time with him and I didn't like that. And he didn't like how I didn't like that and stuff like that. And it it was just all like this mess. And Anytime I would like, try to heal from him or something like that, and I would be crying. My mom would just ask me, "Why are you crying over a boy?" Mind you, we had been dating at this point for eleven months, Bruh. so she would be like, "Why are you crying over this boy?" And like she during that process, like I know we was like on and off. Me and my my ex were on and off again, but like it was only one time where my mom had been like, "Oh, like it's gonna be okay." Da 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 da, da. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you said, people do the best with what they know in that moment and, like, what they've been told and stuff like that. So my mom would just resort to just basically, like, making fun of him. And she she, she would be like, oh, you're going to get over this. And that would be the most comfort she had gave me. And then, like, for the remainder of the conversation, she would just go on to just, like, saying how he was um, of the LGBTQ and how he looked like this and how he looked like that. And he wasn't good for me anyway. And she didn't like how he dressed. And, like, my sisters would try to make me feel better by, like, putting him down. And it's like, that's not what I need. I need to feel seen. I don't want to hear about how this boy dresses trash and how he doesn't make no sense and how he needs to do this with his hair and stuff like that. I just need to hear it's going to be okay. You're going to get over this. You're young. This is this is not gonna this does not determine your whole life by even a quarter. Like right. you're 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 young. You're going to get over this. That's what I needed to hear. That right. it may hurt now, but it will not hurt forever. I didn't mm-hmm. need to hear about how terrible somebody dressed or mm-hmm. how they need to do better with this and how they talk. I I didn't need to hear that. Right, right. Exactly. So I didn't I didn't really heal. I would think I healed because I'm like, ah, oh, they're right. He's a bum. But it's like, how was that helping anyone in this situation? Right. This, this, this helped no one, nobody at all. Right. We just talk trash about a person as Christians, by the way. Mm, that part. And and now what? Does that mean I'm healed now because I call somebody ugly? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, it did nothing to heal your heart. It did nothing mm-hmm. to heal your soul. And because they weren't in a space to recognize that that's what you really needed, there would be no healing to come. And then the same ones that hung, the same ones that you were going to for healing of the relationship were the same ones that were hurting you that drove you back to it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the vicious cycle would just continue over and over and over again. And that's why, again, going back to, you know, your encounter with the Lord, it had to happen that way. Mm-hmm. It had to, because mm-hmm. the whole, this whole time, that's what you had been looking for. You've been looking mm-hmm. for someone to embrace you for you in everything that comes with you. And, you know, for a lot of us as Christians, we don't we don't recognize that God loves us where we are. 
He's not right. looking for the pretty version of us. He's right. looking for the real us, the authentic us, the broken up us. And you even said so yourself. Even after you gave your life to Christ, you were still kind of out there. You were still kind of wilding, yeah. you know. And 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 it took, you know, you know, like you said, getting off the phone for a month and really deepening in a relationship with God and and that sort of thing to to deepen your relationship with Him. Doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. Doesn't mean that we're not going to fall short. Doesn't mean that we're not still going to have those proclivities that we have to um overcome, you know, from one day to the next. But God still loves us where we are. He loves mm-hmm. us where we're at. He's not waiting for us to clean ourselves up before we become a part of the kingdom. Right. He, he gets us while we're in, while while we were enemies, while we were sinners, while we were weak. He died for us. He who knew no mm-hmm. sin became sin for us so that we might be called the righteousness of God. And so God is constantly telling us over and over again that we do not have the power to save ourselves. He mm-hmm. does. And he's not looking for us to clean ourselves up and present ourselves faultless before the Lord. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't need us to do that. If he, if we, if we need, if he needed that Christ died for nothing, like mm-hmm. he got on the cross for nothing. And so thanks, thanks be to God that he met you where you were. Thank God he met me where I was. Thank God he meets us where all of us are so that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is the Lord. And we'll be walking this thing out from now till kingdom come. But thank God that we can walk it out in a way to where we can be at peace. Because again, that's that's what we've all been looking for our entire lives is peace. Peace with God and in having peace with God, trying to make peace with others. And, right. and so it's, it's just, it's so encouraging to know that if God could do it for you, mm-hmm. he can literally do it for anybody else because mm-hmm. this walk is tough for, for a lot of us. It's tough for a lot of us. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that, you know, just because we're Christians, that things are going to be all rosy. No, no, we still got some trials and tribulations to go through, but mm-hmm. he met us at our darkest and didn't, he didn't, he didn't turn away. He didn't belittle us. He didn't, you know, right. um, denigrate us. He didn't disrespect us. You know, he called right. us his own. He called us mm-hmm. loved. He called us, you know, his children. He called us son. He called us daughter. And those things matter. Mm-hmm. And thanks be to God that even if no one else ever calls us the things that God has called us, that God called us those things. And his opinion is the only one that matters. Right. Hmm. My goodness. I'm, I'm, that was good, man. That's, that's, wow. That's good. That's good. You got anything else you want to talk to me about, man? We could talk for like three more hours. I like, this is so good. This is so good. You basically covered everything. Um, yeah. And he's so good. Cause a lot of the times, like our minds are so cardinal before like it, I'm not even gonna say before we come to him but a lot of times our minds are so carnal before we come to him it's just like mm-hmm. oh as soon as we tell him something intimate he's gonna be like see what I tell you or something like that like he's so I can't like stress the people enough like I, that's why I ask God to give me the perfect words to say pertaining to that person individually mm-hmm. because it's not a one like one size fits all kind of like evangelism mm-hmm. so, I like I that to, like, I like that okay Mm-hmm. 
So I try to um, make sure I know the person first and I talk to God about it first and stuff like that because I, I used to think that way all the time. It's just that like, well, if I come to him, if I say this, he's going to shame me. He's going to say, see, what did I tell you? You should have done it in the first place. Da, da, da. But I, every single time I come to him about something, he's so patient. And he talks so softly mm. and he, he guides me in the right direction. And it's, he doesn't, you can feel his love. You can feel that he does not hold a single thing against you. He is so understanding and I cannot, I cannot, I can go on talking for so long about how understanding he is because he will not, he's not mean. It's it's so, it's mm -mm. so crazy how you have to, like, that's, that's just the, the, so basic. He's not mean. Right. He is not mean. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a movie, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Us. I have I've I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen the whole thing. My wife has though. She 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 loved that movie. I I loved it. I loved it too mm -hmm. when it first came out. I first watched it, but I watched it again with my friend because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in a long while. Like we should watch it together. Because mm. I he he told me I had to watch the Barbie movie. So I watched it, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's funny. Like, I, I get it. Like, I had, it's, it was funny because I had all the toys in the Barbie movie growing of up. Course. And I'm like, dude, it's life-size in the movie. And I'm like, that is so funny. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know what? Now you have to watch Us with me. So we were hanging out at his house. We put on the movie. Oh, my gosh. It was this homeless man. I don't even know he was homeless, but he looked beat up, and he was on the beach. He was holding the sign, and it was Jeremiah eleven eleven. Hmm. And I I don't know the whole verse, but that's the verse about you know I will not hearken onto their cries or something like that. Like mm -hmm. I will not hear their cries when they call out to me or something. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah eleven eleven, and this friend in particular is one who is trying to find peace. Mm -hmm. And. He's trying to read the Bible. He's trying to read the Quran. He's trying to read this book called The Way of Buddhism. Oh, wow. And so mm -hmm. that, I'm not going to say that was wrong timing, but oh my gosh. Because I, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, what does that mean again? And I looked it up on my phone, not knowing mm. the, not knowing what the verse was, because I haven't read the book of Jeremiah yet. So I right. read the verse to him out loud, and it was like, I would not hear their calls when they call mm. on to me or something. I would not hear their cries or something. And my friend turned over to me, he was like, that's me. Oh, I'm like, no, wow. no, 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 context, context, context. Right, like, wait, 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 let's go read the whole, let's read the whole yes. chapter. Let me go to verse one. Let me go to verse one. Yeah. Trying to do damage control. Wait, wait, let's go back to verse one. Let's see what he was, who, let's see who he was talking to. Wait, wait, let me go do some homework. Let me go do some research. <laughs> damage control. Wait, yeah. And so right. I'm like, I'm like, no, like, um, he... <laughs> No, I know how you feel because I'll be like, no, that's, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. back up. merciful and like loving God is so to read that verse out loud he's like that doesn't sound so merciful to me so <sighs> I had told him like no like do not think that God like I, I had to tell him like God is not a Satanist he just right. like he's, he's not 
He does not find pleasure in in your suffering right. at all. He he no, he does not do like I had to like, and I started stuttering to him because I'm like like no, like please do not hear what they're saying. This is that, and so I'm I'm like okay, that's that's the only time the movie whatever. During the end of the movie, like the end, like close to the end, like in the middle, the woman, um. Basically, like, I'm not even going to say the villain, but basically the person who was, like, um, who had had all this bad stuff happen to her. She was like, and I realized that God was testing me. (laughs) I told him, I had to tell my friend, no, this is, all all the stuff she went through was not because God wanted to see all this bad stuff happen to her. I'm like, oh Oh my gosh. I'm like, Jesus. Jesus, and I had to, and like it, it bothered me so much because as I was like trying to tell him this, like God is not a Satanist; He does not find pleasure in all this stuff that she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Right, don't, don't listen. Us is not the, 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 the anthem to your <laughs> life. Like, do not, don't, do not be like these people on these TikToks. But like that really resonated with me. Don't know, <laughs> no, don't do that, no." No, 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 no. Let's back up. I, don't let that resonate. I gotta tell you, gotta tell you about the Jesus, about the Jesus that we serve. Like, don't, don't let Jeremiah eleven eleven be your mantra. Don't let that be your mission mm-hmm. statement for life. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not what you. Right, and I think that's why so many people want to go to other religions because I'm cause just like God. I'm trying, I want to meet people where they're at. I'm not right. gonna come in and be like, well, you have to change this overnight, and you have to stop cussing, and you have to stop doing this, you have to stop doing that. Right. I'm right, trying to meet right. people where they're at. So as I'm over his house and I see the Quran on this side, mm-hmm. and I see the the uh, the way of life of Buddhism on this side, mm-hmm. I I'm like okay. So while he's like watching the um, cause by this time like the movie was over, mm-hmm. so while he's like uh putting on like a show for us to watch while we eat our food, um, I, I I'm like okay, let me just open to a random page and and see where where what's going on in this book. My gosh. Mm. That's why I was saying I think that that's why so many people go to other like other religions and stuff like that because it, this the book was just like so oh like you know you do this and you have eternal peace and mm. you'll be this and you'll mm-hmm. be that and mm-hmm. they start talking about dharma and I rolled my eyes so hard at dharma because <laughs> it's like you mean you reap what you sow mm-hmm. I, we. It's in the Bible. All this stuff you're saying is in the Bible, but you're just putting these fancy words on it, yes. and you're making it seem like you're in control of everything. Yes. And dude, you can balance these energies in your favor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. Why, why are you doing all the work? God, that's that's Ooh. God's job to to do all this stuff for you. Ooh. As children of Him, we are to sit back and just trust it. Like, Lady. have you ever heard the phrase? Have you ever heard the phrase "Jesus take the wheel"? That's, that's how it is because. When my sister's driving me somewhere, I just put my AirPods in and close my eyes. Right. I'm not worried about, hey, did you take this road? Hey, hey, the light, the light, look, look, look. Right. Because I know right. she knows what she's going. I know she knows what she's doing. It's the same thing with Jesus. He's He's been around forever. Come on He now. knows you. He's seen everything come to pass. Yeah. You're, you're doing all this worrying for nothing. It's not your job. It's his job to worry about all of this. So that's, that's what it really means for Jesus to take the wheel. And 
a lot of people are not comfortable with just sitting back and letting the chips fall where they may. You they want to be in control of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, you are scarring yourself more and stressing yourself out more yes. because now your life is your responsibility. And mm. on a certain level, like you're, you, you, yes, you do have choices to make, but if it's the, if, let me you know, give it to God, give everything to God and you do not have to worry about anything. Right. Oh, you 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 cooking now? No, take it. That's it. That's it. People people have a some people have a desire to be in control. They they mm-hmm. they they cannot relinquish control. They have to believe that they are in control of their destinies. Mm-hmm. And so they and so in a lot of these other religions, they promise that you mm-hmm. have the power within yourself to manufacture your destiny. Mm-hmm. And so we create the vision boards, we create the the, the manifestations, yes, the sage, so. the crystals, and all that stuff because we're trying to manufacture our destinies. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and the thing, the crazy part about that is, God will sometimes allow certain people to allow that to happen. Like there's there's power, mm-hmm. there's there's dark power right. in that. And right. God says that there are people, even some who are who claim to be Christians. He will allow them to go through that phase of their lives and give them a reprobated mind to where not only are they doing those things, but they are celebrating those who practice it. And mm-hmm. so you have people who have become good. I mean, we see again, TikTok is, is is we see it more so than in any other generation we have before where we are lifting up prophets that are mm-hmm. speaking to our itching ears. I want to hear what I want to hear. So I'm going to curate my out al- I'm gonna let my algorithm curate an experience for me that speaks to what I want to hear. So mm-hmm. if you if you want to be a staunch Republican and don't want to hear what anybody else got to say, all I got to do is curate. All I got to do is curate my algorithm, and now I'm just hearing everything all all day. Trump all day Republican stuff. Mm-hmm. If I want to be Democrat, then I'm gonna curate my experience. If I want to be, if I want to laugh all the time, I'm gonna curate funny experiences. If I want to be enticed, then I'm just gonna curate mm-hmm. girls who twerk. You know, I'm gonna right. do whatever it is that I want to do. I'm gonna lift up these people in order to manifest my destiny. So now I got mm-hmm. people that are talking to crystals, talking to tarot cards, talking to um, all these other things in an attempt to manufacture my destiny. I remember at one point, you know, they had these um these people, um, they got these people on TikTok now, you do free readings. You know, if this oh. if this video if this video finds you, then this video was meant for you. And so now we're gonna go through these cards. This one mm-hmm. is this card that means this for you, and this card means that for you. And it's very enticing to the flesh because mm-hmm. we wanna be in control. Mm-hmm. I, I want my life to go the way that I want it to go. And so mm-hmm. I'm willing to listen to somebody for nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling who's gonna tell me you know, how my life is going, how it's supposed to be. And this is exactly the path I'm supposed to be on. And this, this, this video found me. No, the Mm. algorithm realized that you watch one of these videos one time for three seconds. And so they say, Mm -hmm. well, since you watch it for three seconds, what if I can show you another one that you watch for five, another Mm -hmm. one that you watch for seven. So no, they didn't find you. They made a video, and they and they and they and the algorithm just happened to see you stop for three seconds. Cause that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. I I told my wife one time. <laughs> I told my wife one time. <laughs> this is my fault. It is what it is. Judge me if you want to. I don't care. 
when you know when tick when you first get on TikTok, they just show you some random videos. Yeah. And so I ain't gonna lie, one of the girls was twerking. And I was like, whoa, I did not know they were doing this on the tickety talk. And it shocked me. And so I saw it for three seconds, the deer in the headlights, and I swiped. And so, lo and behold, they're like, well, since he liked that one, let's send them 10 more. And I'm like, dang it, man. Y'all trying to get me divorced. I had to tell my wife later, I promise you I'm not. I promise you, it's TikTok. It ain't me. It's TikTok. It's TikTok. See, they did it. It's them. It ain't me. Let me. It is, it's TikTok. I didn't do it. It's, it's, it's them. It's not me, I promise. <laughs> And she was like, well, they wouldn't have sent it to you if you wouldn't have. I'm like, no. And so I spent the next seven days trying to curate my experience because I'm like, I'll be turned. What y'all not fit to do is get me divorced. But that's what we do. That's what we do. We will curate right. these experiences so that we can feel some type of way, whether we want to be enticed, whether we want to be feel like we're in control of our destinies, what control of relationships. How many people, you know, have fixated in their minds that they want a high value man? Right. <laughs> and they did that because of the algorithm. The algorithm kept showing them high value man stuff. I want a boss B. So I'm going to watch all these things. And so, you know, we, we want to be in control of our destiny so badly that we, that we create an environment that's conducive to it. And it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just like how we were talking about with the spiritual disciplines all these past couple of weeks. If you want to create an environment where you have a deeper relationship with the Lord, you got to create the environment. God gives us yeah. the disciplines, but you got to use them. Mm-hmm. You got to use, um, you got to use prayer. You got to use Bible intake. You got to use, um, meditating. You got to use journaling. You got to use worship. You got to use stewardship, mm-hmm. evangelism, all that. You got to use those things. Cause if you don't use them, then you're only inviting yeah. Whatever you're trying to, you know, create for your life. And like you said, and like God tells us, God is the is the ultimate manufacturer. He right. he's already got it all in his hands. We just gotta go to him. We just gotta mm-hmm. pray to him. We just gotta talk to him. We just gotta let him deepen our relationship with him, seeking the kingdom and his righteousness, and watching everything else fall in place as he designed it for our for 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 his purpose for our good. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I did not mean to cut you off. No. You just said exactly what I was praying about last night. Look at God. The friend the friend that I told you about. Mhm. What you just said about how we have to like I I just forgot what word you used, but we have to let God like let God manufacture our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that friend, um, he started to become more like the world again, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm scared because like I don't want to leave him, but I just don't want to be around that. Yeah, and I yeah. I didn't know who to talk to because I don't have no Christian friends. I have one, but he's still he still curses and stuff like that. Um, and it's still like kind of of the world and mm-hmm. does certain things of the world. But he's he's still Christian and he's getting there. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I'm scared. I was like praying to God because I was so frustrated. Even like reading my Bible, it was like something heavy on my heart. It was like something was sitting on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, like I have, I don't have the words to say, but I really do not want to leave this friend because I don't want, I don't want to leave. And then I come back and he's a whole new person. Mm-hmm. I just want to be that. I want to be that tether to him 
to get to you. Mm. And so mm-hmm. what you just said with we got to let God take care of some things, I really, I needed to hear that because I, I, I kind of made it up in my mind already. God, I'm not, I'm not leaving him. He's mm. kind of my responsibility now. Ooh. And what you just said, Mm. just clarified mm. everything mm. that I was thinking mm. and mm. you just God just spoke to like through you just now I really yeah. needed to hear that and yeah, yeah, now yeah. I know what decision I have to make so mm-hmm. seriously thank you no no to God be the glory I'm I'm just I'm just talking I just I'm just talking <laughs> some stuff so that's God man we have to be careful and I'm a, and I'm I'm, I'm a, I can attest to this too that we will sometimes try to get in God's business I'm all you. You hear me say it on on the on the on the show all the time. I got to get out of God's business. I don't mm-hmm. have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. Mm-hmm. All we all we can do as believers is be the light. Mm-hmm. Be the light and shine as bright as we can by mm-hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. So it ain't even our light. It's God's light shining through us. All we can mm-hmm. do is be the light. We can't make anybody believe in this stuff. We cannot make anybody believe in Jesus. All we can do is be there when God allows us to be, but be there in so much that we don't compromise on who we are. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we go through seasons of being with people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a season where we can be in lockstep with them, but then there's other right. times where we got to distance ourselves and we're doing that because we're recognizing that by me being close to you, it's compromising my spirit and compromising my soul. Wow. And so it's not that I don't love you. It's that I love God more. And so I'm not going to compromise my relationship with him, with, with God, so that I can stay connected to you the way that we currently are. Mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time in therapy about boundaries. And I, and I, we got five, we got five minutes officially before the show got to end. But you know, we got um, we, I tell I talk to my clients about this with boundaries. I tell them mm-hmm. boundaries are like doors and windows of your of your of a house, mm-hmm. and there are certain rooms that people can get in, certain rooms mm-hmm. that they can't get in, and depending upon what season you're in determines how much access they have in your house. So there are mm-hmm. some people who on one, in one season of life, they only got access to the mailbox. I'm sorry, you're not even coming in the driveway. You can, mm-hmm. you, can you can put something in the mailbox. I'll go to the mailbox and see what you <laughs> want. But you're not coming in this house. You got some people who got access to the driveway, some people who have access to the garage, some people got access to the front door. Living room, kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, closet. Because you know closet is where we keep all the secrets at. So... The more the more access a person has to you, the more the the more they've shown that they can have access to you, the more more you open you mm-hmm. are to them. There are seasons of that though, where sometimes they will not be able to be connected to you and your house be the way that you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because when you give a person access to your house, you're allowing them the ability to change stuff in the house. Wow. So if I let you in my bedroom, I'm giving you permission to change things in the bedroom because I've given you access mm-hmm. to it. And if you're changing things in a way that's let that's not conducive to my soul's peace, then I got to kick you out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Don't mean I don't love you. I still love you. You just can't have all access to me because in having access to me, you're destroying my bedroom. 
Mm-hmm. I, I can't let you destroy my. No, you can. I'll let you maybe destroy the living room. I, I might let you destroy the living room, and even that's kind of because I like my stuff. I ain't trying to buy new stuff. You in here trying to destroy stuff? You might. I may let you sit in the patio. How about that? I'll let you. I'll let you sit on the porch. You can destroy the porch. I can replace that stuff easier than I can stuff in my living room. But again, that becomes you know the the litmus test of why we where to where we then ask, you know, is this relationship costing me the kingdom? Oh wow! Because if it is, if it's costing me my connection to God, then I need to distance myself, not cut off, unless that's what's necessary. So just distance myself so that mm-hmm. my integrity with God stays intact. So it might not be that you have to completely cut them off, but you have to limit your interaction mm-hmm. so that you don't compromise your relationship with the Lord. And all of us go through seasons of this. Not me, me mm-hmm. you know, even with me, I had to realize that a lot of my friendships in my people pleasing days, I'm a recovering people pleaser, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery, you know, every now and then get a little itch. But, um, you know, I would compromise on who I was as a person because I wanted so badly to be liked. And so mm-hmm. I'm not telling people about the Lord. I'm not telling people about Christ. I'm not telling people like I ought to. They know I'm a Christian, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, they can't tell whether I really am or not, you know? And so I would compromise a lot of who I was and try to claim that I'm trying to, you know, be there for them and trying to be a support to them. But was I really trying to support them or was I really just trying to support myself and say that I have friends? I had to check myself wow. on that. God had to check me on that. Like you say you're, you're there because you want to show them the light, but you act like the darkness when you're around them. Like, they can't tell you apart from them. So are you really trying to be right. with them to be the difference, or are you right, right around them because you want friends? Like, and mm-hmm. I, again, I checked myself, and I'm talking about, I had to check myself at 35. At 35, I had to check myself, like, why am I still acting like I'm in high school? Like, what is going mm-hmm. on with me, Jesus, where I want to meet? I want everybody to be my friend. I don't know. You know what I do now, you know, again, mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, saying all that to say, um, I'm grateful, you know, that, you know, that God is giving you that word because that, that what, what it's basically t- telling you is you don't have to give up on your friendship and be the light. You just have to check your interactions to make sure Mm -hmm. that by you being the light in his life, that you're not compromising on the light that you have because your light Mm -hmm. won't stop shining, but it can dim. The darkness will never overtake the light, but it can make the light look so dark that you can't tell it apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, listen, like I said, I can talk to you all day. This is so good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we definitely got to come. You got to come back to the show and do this again. Like, I'm so <laughs> grateful we had this conversation. So grateful that um, we were able to be here today. If you are on the show right now and you're watching this right now, I I, I, um, I encourage all of y'all to follow Leah. She's at um, beauty um, dot Lee. That's B-E-A-U-T-I dot L-I. Follow her right now. Let's get her likes up. Let's get her to a thousand so that maybe, you know, that way we can be on TikTok live like we like we want to be rather than having to go through Zoom. But nevertheless, man, this was such a great conversation. Um, thank you for yeah. sharing your heart with us today. 
Thank you for giving us this opportunity to be able to just speak truth to one another. I've learned, I've learned and got so much, so many good nuggets out of this. Um, and so I'm grateful that we've been able to connect. You had said, um, you know, that you, um, you feel like you only have like one Christian friend. You got another one in me. And by virtue of having one in me, you got one in my wife. And so you done made two new friends today. And so I'm grateful um, to the heaven um, that we that we've gotten to know each other. You got my number. You can hit me up anytime. You want to spit truth. You got issues or anything going on. Um, you done made a lifelong friend out of me. Um, if God says the same. And so I'm so grateful um, that you Amen. were um, willing to come and and share your heart with us and share your testimony with us and know that God's got his got his hands on you, man. There there's a powerful um, calling in your life to just share the gospel with others. Um, and, and so just continue to just let God minister to your heart and build you up in the, in, in the Lord and know that again, you know, if you ever do need anything, we're just a phone call away. So grateful. And so, um, so thankful that you decided to spend a little bit of time with your boy this morning. Thank you so much. You basically covered everything. So same to you. Um, I did not expect this like live to be so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling people like I don't I, listen. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an agenda. We just gonna let the Lord use it, and how whatever He decides He's gonna do, that's what He's gonna do. And so I'm just grateful that He that He that He He came in here and did what He did. So thank you again so much for just your 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 um your willingness to accept the invitation to be used by God. And I know that this has been helpful to somebody who's been watching. So thank you so so much. And this will not be your last time on the show. So thank you again. <laughs> and um and you know like I said, man, you have a, a blessed day in the name of the Lord. And um, we'll be talking soon. You too. And seriously, thank you so much for everything you said. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Listen, you take care of yourself. Be well. And I'll be talking to you again real soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Later. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was my interview um, with, um, with Leah. Um, again, thank y'all for your patience with us during the technical difficulties. Again, I'm learning so much about TikTok in the universe and all that stuff. And so certainly grateful for those who, um, who stuck around. Um, thank you guys. Um, special thank you again to Leah. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on to the live today and, and, and sharing, um, your heart with us today. Um, and thank you guys for your watching. This has been a great week of the true gospel morning show. Um, and, um, I just, I'm just, my heart's just so full. I got so many nuggets out of this, um, out of this podcast on this morning. And so, um, I'm just going to kind of meditate on some things and let the Lord just kind of minister to me as I wrap things up here and get ready to post this thing to our, um, to our site. So thank you guys so, so much. You've been watching the true gospel morning show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok live. As always, if you can't see the good, be the good. I love you guys. Peace out homies.